This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Aguda, for hosting this, Rabbi Becker, uh, for arranging this session. Tonight, uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to disconnect this. It makes me feel a little bit more free. It's psychological. If you want to analyze me, it's okay. Also, before I start, I just want to say a couple things. Number one is... Um, we always talk about greatness and people who do amazing things. Um, you may notice in the middle of the room there's this tripod from Torah Anytime. We have amazing volunteers here from Torah Anytime. It's really unbelievable that two people who had an idea and a vision were able to create the largest, possibly the largest yeshiva in the history of Kali Yisrael. Last year alone, over 10 million hours of Torah was spread on Torah Anytime. And they're not happy with that. They want to double that. And we just have to just think to ourselves how if two people can accomplish that, if we put our minds together, what else we're able to accomplish. I just wanted to recognize Torah Anytime for the amazing work that they do. Before I start, I also want to say that it should be a schus. It's the first year that Zachary Shimon, Ben Ryuzchak, Rabbi Zachary Wallerstein is not with us. It should be a schus for his neshama as well. I also have to say, I always, I always have to thank my wife, obviously, for everything that she does, but particularly the last few weeks for me were very, very, very hectic. And as of this morning, I, I had absolutely nothing to say. I, I didn't have the time to sit down and like put time and effort into this. And my wife gave me a good walk this, this morning for about 45 minutes. We went on a walk and with a pen and paper in hand. And this is the result of that. <laughs> for many years, I've been giving a seminar called the Date Like a Pro Seminar. This seminar has been seen in person and online by thousands and thousands of singles. And after some requests, we opened this seminar up to parents of daters as well. The way that the world is today, 99% of the seminars are attended by women. Men somehow have this all figured out, and uh, they don't need any assistance, but the women who show up, there's the, except for... except for those who are here tonight. Um, <laughs> now, throughout this seminar, I've come in contact with many singles, and many people have followed up afterwards with various questions and sit-downs, um, which have come from giving over this, th- these concepts as well as sitting with them. And I want to share with you tonight four ideas with why I think that everybody, those who have not yet contemplated the idea of seeking guidance, assistance, advice, in the world of Shaduchim, preparation for Shaduchim, I'm going to extend it into engagement as well, as well as those who are actually married as well. You may not have figured it out by the time Shavu Brachas is over, and the idea of seeking somebody to speak to, the importance of this concept. So I'm going to start with the first idea, which I think is the simplest idea. There's almost nothing in our lives, no stage in our life that we hit that we don't prepare for. When I was a child, I don't know about you, when I was a kid, When you hit fifth grade, you hit fifth grade. You sat down, you started learning Gemara, and that was it. Today, through various organizations, they've put their mind to the concept that in the beginning of each school year, they call in all the parents, and they sit them down, and they tell them exactly what's going to happen and what's not going to happen, and the blue loose leaf is for this, and the green loose leaf is for this, and if your kid comes home with a note that's stapled to his shirt, this is what you have to know. They prepare you for literally every single step of our lives. And then when it comes to Shaduchim, 
most people's form of Shaduchim is either some a shmuz, a dvar taira, something that has absolutely no relevance to their everyday life. It's given to them possibly by their friends, their family, and sometimes even worse. Throughout these seminars that we've been giving, the amount of new information that people have gleaned, practical information, not eish, maim, ruach, nefesh, neshama, real life practical skills for dating and what marriage actually looks like. The idea of selling and prodding, of gleaning information, utilizing each date to actually come out and understand who you're dating, how to date yourself and understand what you're really looking for, how to know what your priorities in dating and life and marriage should be. These ideas are not given over by osmosis. There are things that almost every seminar that we've given at the end of the seminar when I go outside into the parking lot after packing up all my gear, there's usually groups and groups of girls, sometimes guys, not together, sitting in their cars or around in circles and saying, wow, if only somebody would have told this to me a while ago, I would have been much more prepared for the most important stage in my life. One of the first seminars I gave was to a group of men. Very large audience, Baruch Hashem, was very nice. And at the end, a guy came over to me and he told me, he pulled me to the side. He said, I want you to know that I'm 45 years old. I'm in Shaduchim for 25 years. I've dated, I lost count of how many girls when I hit 30. This is 15 years after losing count of how many girls he went out with. He said, if I would have had some of this information from the beginning, and I wouldn't have come into this stage, just throw me into the ocean and try to figure this out on your own, my life could have been a lot different. I have some news for you. For many parents, it's the first time that they're in the stage as well. And that's why we opened up the seminar, and I, I, I advise all parents to seek guidance. Rabbi Kokas, many other amazing, amazing people that you can talk to, to help prepare you for what life will be as a machatenista, as a mother-in-law, as somebody who may need to support your child or give them guidance when they're going through something that is difficult. These are not intuitive skills. This is a new stage in life, and it's incumbent upon anybody who takes life seriously to prepare for things that are serious. Second idea I want to share with you is that in the years that I'm doing this, I've noticed that when it comes to Shaduchim, there is a clock that is ticking. I'm talking specifically sometimes, as Rabbi Kokas had mentioned, in the Shaduch itself. They want an answer. They want a yes. They want a no. They want clarity. But more often than not, after the shidduch is finalized, the couple's engaged, and all of a sudden the issue comes up. What happens now? The wedding date is set three weeks away, two weeks away, one week away. Somebody has general anxiety in their life. They could go to a therapist for 10 years. They could work out all their problems. Over here, you have another side. You have family members. You have people coming in from Eretz Yisrael. The ideas that from when a problem becomes a problem, the way it gets highlighted in Shaduchim specifically, during the period between the engagement and the marriage, so many times I've seen people make the mistake of thinking that marriage itself will solve all the problems or that they can't deal with the problem now simply because of the time constraints that came into this. I'm going to share with you two, two contrasting stories. A person called me up, and I believe also one of the greatest things that a person could have for himself in any stage in his life is a connection with a Rav, a Rebbe, a Mashkiach, a mentor, somebody that they can turn to 
And most importantly, somebody who knows them. I once heard somebody say probably the most impactful thing in terms of Rabbanus. He said that every person should try to make a rabbi into his rabbi. And every rav should, should try to become not a rav and not the rav, but my rav. If every person had that relationship with somebody who's able to guide them through, then when these crises become crises, if a person knows you, it's a completely different conversation because they know who they are talking to. They can address you and understand if you are voicing a real concern or if this is specific to you. A person called me up, I won't get into too many details, and they were going through, it was about two weeks before the wedding. They had a whole crisis that was brewing in their mind. And we had all sides calling this side, that side, is the wedding on or is the wedding off? And as we were talking about everything, it dawned on me that anxiety, being anxious about anything, in a certain sense is a smoke alarm. A smoke alarm goes off, your emotions kick in, your adrenaline is rushing, and many people get fixated on the fact that I'm anxious, I feel something, is it real? But like a smoke alarm, a person would be very wise to determine if there's just toast that is burning or if there's a five-alarm fire. When it comes to anything that a person is anxious about, if you stop being fixated on the feeling, you stop being fixated on the anxiety, and you start actually delving down into if this is a real issue, you can oftentimes determine whether there's a real problem or not. In this case, Baruch Hashem, it was just burnt toast. There was nothing there. There was nothing substantive. And Baruch Hashem, this couple is happily married. I got an email a few months after this person got married, a very lengthy email expressing Hakar Zatayv for the fact that they were about to call off the Shidduch, that they went through with it. In contrast, another couple that we were dealing with, and they came to my house, middle of their engagement, it was about six weeks before the wedding. And I sat with them with my wife. My children were sleeping when the meeting started. But as the meeting went, on, went along, and as the yelling and the screaming will stop over there, but as the voices became very elevated, my children started waking up. They started coming downstairs. Is everything okay? Is anybody getting hurt? It was just, it was World War III in my house. And I turned to the couple and I said, does anybody here see any sort of problems? <laughs> anybody? <laughs> and when I spoke to the parents, they said, yeah, but the wedding's in six weeks. In six weeks, you can't, can't call for wedding six weeks before the wedding. You know what? There's a therapist that knows the family. Let's call the therapist. I called the therapist, and the therapist said, unfortunately, because I'm licensed, I'm not allowed to tell anybody what to do. I can ask them how they feel, but I'm not allowed to tell them what to do. So I will ask them how they feel about what's going on. And it turns out that they didn't feel as bad as I felt about the situation. And unfortunately, they got married. And the clock ran out on that, Shadach, not long afterwards. When there's a clock ticking, it makes all problems a lot worse. Number three, the third concept I want to share with you, is that Baruch Hashem had this list to learn by Rabbi Yisrael Berkowitz in Eretz Yisrael. And I was there, I noticed that this world of Rabbanus, Kirov, is a very vast world. There's people that are in so many different capacities Many of my friends, Baruch Hashem, have gone on to do amazing, incredible things. What I notice is that there are certain fields that are sort of like CPR. And when somebody's doing CPR, even if you're not trained, you have no idea what you're doing, you can't really hurt the patient more than they're already hurt. 
There's not much you can do that will hurt them worse. You somebody find somebody on the side of the highway, I'm not recommending you do this, in theory, and they just start doing chest compressions and they do it wrong, you're not going to hurt anybody because this patient is already gone. At worst, you'll bring them back. But when it comes to certain areas, a certain person who's a surgeon, if you're not skilled, you can kill somebody. The field of Shaduchim is a field of specialists. It is not a field for everybody. The amount of time I've heard, the amount of times I've heard people tell me advice that was given to them by other people that was extremely off the mark. I could write a book just on that one particular topic. A bunch of years ago, I had a couple that was coming very close to the wedding. And the night before the couple stopped seeing each other, which is about eight days before the wedding, the mother, the mother of the chassan, I'm going to try to be very vague over here. The mother of the chassan sat down with the kala and put out, pulled out a big gift, unwrapped it, made a whole presentation, and she gifted her an heirloom that had been in the family for a very long time. This girl opened it up, and it was not to her liking. She didn't appreciate what was given over. She expected a brand name, something a little glitzier, and she got something that was more sentimental in value, let's just say, rather than valuable. She looked at it, made a face, wow, okay, thank you. wasn't as geschmack as it should have been that meeting, that last meeting before the wedding. The mother called me up and said, I'm on a campaign to end this shidduch, it's over. If this is the reaction that a girl has, she has no place in my family. If she doesn't appreciate the heirloom that we just gave her, then she has no place in my family. And it was many, many, many hours of sitting on the phone trying to convince the mother to get off of this, this concept, this idea. Didn't end that night. It continued the next day, and the next day, and the next day. The wedding was coming up. We were literally 48 hours before the wedding. I told the mother very clearly that, in my opinion, this couple should get married. Unfortunately, she gave the wrong reaction, but this was a case that they should be getting married. And I got a, I got a call from a Rosh Hashiva, a certain Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael, to whom, to this day, I have a tremendous admiration for how he dealt with this and specific words that he said. He said to me, listen, I'm supposed to be Masada Kedushin, and I'm supposed to get on a plane in a few hours from now. I have a question for you. <laughs> Am I, am I coming to America or am I not coming to America? Tachos. Is this wedding on or is this wedding off? And I told him that in my opinion, the wedding is on. He said, oh, what happens if the mother decides that she's not walking her child down the, down the chuppah? I said, I will walk the child down the chuppah. This wedding is on. You should be coming. But of course, I said to the Rosh Hashiva, you know, you're the Rosh Hashiva here. What is your opinion on everything that happened? Do you think that this wedding should be on? Or do you think it, if you think it should be called off, then I'll defer to you. What do you think? And the Rosh Hashiva said to me, he said, my sugya is Bachrim, is Rebchayim's, is Gemara, is the Torah, is Taisvist. That's my sugya. He said, women, girls, relationships, this is not my sugya. I, I have no data. I have no opinion. <laughs> I have nothing to say on the matter. He said, you tell me to get on the plane, I'll come, you miss out of the condition. You tell me to stay here, I'll stay here. And I was very impressed that he didn't decide to step into a world 
where he knew that this was not necessarily his place. And by contrast, I had a couple that was dating very seriously, an older couple. And they had an issue that came up. Very, very, very minor issue. Very minor issue. The boy said he wants to go speak to his uncle, somebody who was going to give him guidance. He came in, he told his uncle, we have this thing, it's what's going on. And then he came out and he called the girl and he said, I'm sorry, the shidduch is off. The girl was completely broken. She was in shidduchim for many, many years. She called me up crying. She said, you don't know who I am. I need your help. This is crazy. I'm dating for so long, so many guys, so much heartbreak. I'm at the cusp. We decided we're getting engaged literally tomorrow. And this guy's uncle called it off. I called the uncle and I said, you know, can I discuss this case with you? Okay, I'll give you a minute. I told him, you know, we went through within the 60 seconds that he allotted to me. You know, I told him my opinion and a few things. And he said, whoops. 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 And this girl still, unfortunately, she's still looking for a shadach. Because somebody decided, whoops. It's a specialty field. It's not CPR. It's not for everybody. The last idea I want to share with you is that, unfortunately, people don't know what they don't know. What that means is that every single child who enters Shaduchim, they have only one concept of marriage. That concept of marriage is your house. It's the house that they grew up in, the emotions that they saw, the interactions that they perceived between the parents. That is what they know. Now, in a, good, in a good scenario, what that means is that they're going out with somebody else who only knows one marriage. But that's not your marriage. That's somebody else's marriage. And in a good scenario, you have two people that are trying to blend two single-focused marriages into a completely new entity. In a good marriage, they need those skills like a fawn that's starting to learn to walk just so they could get through the first Shonari Shaina, understand what the concepts are. What are we doing here? That's in a good scenario. Sometimes, sometimes, things are not all that great. The person's concept of a marriage, the person's concept of emotions, there may be some cracks. They may not fully perceive what it means to be in a successful relationship. Throughout the years that I've been giving various seminars, it's very interesting that the girls or the guy, okay, they sit there and they listen and they're writing notes and it's, it's to them, it's new, new information. But what I've noticed over the years is that I actually, for all the girls that come over to me, I get more requests from mothers to meet with me than from singles. Because they say to themselves, I'm married for 25 years and I, I myself never knew what the idea of marriage was. I myself never heard the concept of bittel, of somebody becoming one with somebody else. The idea of living with kesher, connected to somebody else. And that the opposite of kesher is coexistence. And in a certain sense, in various ways in my life, I've been living in a coexistent relationship with my husband. There was a lack of that kesher. And I never knew how to channel my emotions to helping my relationship. Instead, those emotions overcame me And I lashed out and I scream and I yell and I don't show my children how much respect I have for my spouse.
And in those areas, it's very hard for children to know what it means to have a marriage in the long run. See, most people think that relationships struggle the first year or two. Maybe. Maybe. But I have news for you. Statistically, the greatest area where marriages struggle is between 8 and 13 years. 8 and 13 years. That means if your kids look really happy when they're sitting in Eretz Yisrael, married six months, should continue, should be gebenched. But that's not the sweet spot for when things really hit home. When they have a mortgage and they have jobs and children and all the things that come along with real responsibility. And for many people, they look at their parents who are somewhat over that hump, like they went over the speed bump and the car is still a little bit creaky, you know what I mean? And for children, they look at it and they say, well, that is my concept, my perspective of what long-term relationships maybe have to be. I once sat with a chassan, and my chassan classes, the first two classes, are focused very much on what marriage is and how to be a husband. I think that's a skill that probably should come out of chassan classes somewhere. How to be a husband. So we spent about three hours just on that concept. This chassan came home from chassan classes, and his father said to him, knew how a chassan classes. And he said, good. He said, knew you started learning halachas, you want to take out a shulchan aruch. He said, no, we didn't take out any shulchan aruch. We just started learning about marriage. Marriage? I never heard of this in chassan classes. So he said to his father, if you want, I'll give you over the class. I got a call the next morning after teaching this chassan. Father called me up. He says, I think I need chassan classes. He <laughs> said, I never heard these ideas in my life. Here's the secret. You're not preparing your children for dating. You're preparing your children for marriage. And in fact, you're preparing your children for life. Whenever I read an email, I always like to get permission from the person who sent it to me. In this case, the person who sent it to me, they created an anonymous email and they sent it to me. If you're nodding your head in this room, I don't know who you are. But because I did not get permission to share this email, I will not share this email. But I want to just highlight two parts of this email. The person basically wrote to me that they grew up in a home that was extremely unhealthy and let's call it dysfunctional. And they had two questions for me. Question one is, how am I supposed to know what marriage is if I never experienced it in my life? And question two, when I do get married and my chassan comes into this marriage and he sees the family that I grew up in, am I going to have a shayla of a mekach tais that this person from the outside where everything looks glamorous, he came into this relationship. And then she said that she found out recently that her parents started coming for help and she's seeing the improvement and hopefully it continues, but in many ways for her, it was a little bit too little too late. As parents and as singles, we have a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. Not a challenge, it's an opportunity for each one of us to grow through our challenges. But specifically when it comes to Shaduchim, understanding that the role of Shaduchim is not an intuitive process that you just jump in and sink or swim and try to figure this out. If there are cracks, they have to be resolved. If there are issues, they have to be addressed. And if we take that concept seriously and we connect the people who specialize in this field, who dedicate their days and their lives to this idea, then we could all, Mirza Shem, share in so many more simchas together. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.